The WNR is live. My name is James Rowlands, and in 2015, I started a WNR podcast with my friend, Dan Mike. And every month, we bring you the latest collections, newest content, 205 Live, and the crown jewel of the WNR NXT update. Also, each month, the latest pay-per-views, and we are live, not only for the big four, but every takeover as well. Plus, in 2019, we go back 20 years and witness the attitude rise and the WCW's demise. Until we've watched everything, we're with you and we we are are the WNR. My name is... Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And today, it's the WNR 202, and it's the W Raw Rumble 2019. Now, Dan, are you excited for the event? I am very excited. I love the Raw Rumble. It's my favourite WWE paper. It's a unique one as well, and I just hope it lives up to the hype. Yes, but before we do anything, let's start with the alternate intro. I don't care how he yelled and then snatched it up a lunoscope and thrown it into the fireplace. I've had enough. I've seen enough. I want out. I want it to end. I don't care anymore. And that is James after he loses yet another prediction to me. No, Dan. No, I've not finished yet. You do care, said Dumbledore. He had not flinched or made a single move to stop Harry demolishing his office. His expression was calm, almost detached. You care so much, you feel as though you bleed to death with the pain of it. That's J.K. Rowling, Harry Potter, and the Order of the Phoenix. You oh, see? I see what you did there. Yeah, so we've got a load of stuff planned for you today. We're going to run through the card. We've got an episode of 205 Live, loads of games. Uh, we're going to mass debate as well. But let's start with some uh, new content, Dan. Yes, we've got some new WWE collections. We have the Rumble. And which one have you watched the most, James? Well, I would say, we talked about this as well, it would be the Rumble 1999 would be the one that I've seen the most because it was my first Rumble. There's a lot of other ones that I've seen a lot. 1992 would be a a particular favourite of mine. Uh, What about you, Dan? Well, of course, it's got to be probably one of the greatest Royal Rumbles, and that's 2001. I just like, you know, it's got a bit of everything thrown into it. And you can't forget the legendary... 2009 and 2017 Royal Rumbles because, of course, my man won them both. Yes. Uh, and I know you love the Royal Rumbles and we're hoping tonight that can be even better. But we are the WWE Network review and we have got some new content on the network starting with uh, some WF superstars. Well, if you're a fan of old school WWF and long for a time that WWE shows weren't two or three hours apiece then you'll be happy to know that WWE Network will be adding new classic content for January, and this includes WWF Superstars. Formerly known as Superstars of Wrestling, this latest addition to the WWE Network will feature episodes of Superstars from April 1992. The reason for this specific date is due to a range of legal issues regarding the name Superstars of Wrestling, The trademark to that name does not currently belong to WWE and so the company is unable to upload any footage featuring the Superstars of Wrestling branding. The network has previously released clips relating to the promotion 
but have done extensive work to visual and audio references to the name. And it's amazing that WWE still have to do that, you know. But at the time, Superstars considered a WA show in the same way Raw is today. These episodes will arrive on Monday, the 21st of January. We can expect over 30 episodes to be released. It's unclear whether it'll be all uploaded or they'll be delivered and then in a staggered release. Also, more new content and just in time for the Sundance Film Festival premiere of a fight with my family. W Network will air a new episode of the Chronicle original series which will focus on Paige. The episode aired immediately after NXT TakeOver Phoenix and featured Paige's return to the ring in November 20, 2017 and the heartbreak of a month later after, after getting injured and the revelation that she can never wrestle again. This is the fifth episode of the Chronicle series having previously tackled Shinzuki Nakamura, Samoa Joe, Dean Ambrose and Becky Lynch. The WWE Network will air another popular series, Day 4, on Sunday after the Royal Rumble, which will give a behind-the-scenes look at WrestleMania 34. And I absolutely love the WWE 24 series, and I cannot wait to watch and review that. We'll have that on the WWE Network review for February. What, so they're going to review last year's WrestleMania a year later? Yeah, they do it every year. Every year they have that, that behind-the-scenes of the WrestleMania as build-up towards this WrestleMania. So, pick a winner. I mean, this is going to be huge. Now, it's so early on uh, in the year, we're going to have our first proper tournament. Uh, WWE's holding their Wells Collide tournament this weekend in Phoenix. The multi-branded tournament will take place throughout this weekend for Rumble Access event. The promotion recently announced the tournament will be streamed on the WWE Network on February 2nd. WWE also revealed the tournament's opening round will be broadcast through the company's social media channels on February the 2nd. It says coverage begins at 12pm when the tournament opening rounds will stream at WWE.com, the app and YouTube and Facebook. A press release reads. Later that night, the WWE Network will present the full tournament, including the finals. Yeah, at 8pm, the action continues with the World's Class Special and WWE Network featuring a battle royal with all 15 competitors and matches from the late rounds, including the tournament final. And there were some notes from Triple H's pre-takeover media call. Yeah, he said this a format. The tournament will kick off Saturday morning at 8am where the superstars will battle sleeplessness and each other for a chance to earn a bye to the second round. The winner of the Battle Royal will move directly to the quarterfinals. All the elimination will determine the seeding for the other 14 superstars. Seven single elimination matches will take place later throughout the day on Saturday. The winners and the Battle Royal winner will advance to the quarterfinals with single elimination matches running all the way through to the finals. The winner will receive a shot at any championship on NXT, NXT UK or 205 Live. The winner would have to make the weight for challenge for the Cruiserweight title, however. But looking at the list, I don't think there's many that would be struggling. Uh, so there's five superstars in each round. We'll start off with NXT first. You've got Adam Cole. Velveteen Dream. Dominic Yakovic, Keith Lee and Shane Thorne. So quite a mixed bag there from NXT. NXT UK brings you Mandrews, Tyler Bate, Travis Banks, Jordan Devlin and of course Zach Gibson. And then 205 Live as well. You've got Cedric Alexander, Tony Nice, Drew Gulak, TJP and Humberto Carrillo. And if you look at that lineup, very interesting because you've got you know a few guys who have done well in tournaments before. 
or you know it, like if you look at the NXT UK lot Zach Gibson of course made it through to the final TJP winner of the first CWC and what we're going to do here we are going to have the kind of May Young Classic slash CWC point system into effect so we're going to have three picks from the 15 one from each of the brands Dan and myself and there will be a point for each you know if you face each other a point for knocking the other one out a point for each round they go through two points for the winner as well so there'll be a lot of bonus points on the line there so Dan it's time let's pick uh, our three uh, top superstars out of the 15 let's start off with Ed. who have you gone for in NXT Dan Velveteen Dream Velveteen Dream and I too have gone Velveteen Dream for NXT. So NXT UK, Dan? NXT UK, I've gone for Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate. I thought about going Bate, but I've gone Mandrews in that. I think that Bate's good, but he's a bit tag team wrestler at the moment, and Mandrews can have a breakout week weekend, maybe give himself a shot on 205 Live. And speaking of 205 Live, my pick for that, I mean, five great superstars. I have gone Tony Nice in 205. Is there any reason why you've gone for Tony Nese, aside from the uh, obvious absolutes? Well, Mandrews uh, for NXT, because I think he could go 205 Live and maybe challenge because they're looking for kind of new talent. Also, Tony Nese and Buddy Murphy, we know they haven't really seen them go face-to-face yet. And if Nese won himself an opportunity to go against Murphy, you've got that kind of storyline playing out there. Uh, and with Velveteen Dream, I just like Velveteen Dream. So that's why I come from NXT. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I've gone, I like Velveteen Dream as well. I've gone for Tyler Bate because I backed his tag team partner in the UK Championship Tournament and Tyler Bate won it. So, you know, he's got experience winning tournaments. And for 205 Live, I've gone for Humberto Carrillo. Wow. He's, he's a relatively dark horse out of the mix of the 15 there. He's the only one that we don't know too much about. We haven't seen too much of him, and he's a relative newcomer, so I think that would be a good leg up for him. Yeah, without a doubt, we've seen him uh, push Buddy Murphy to limit to 05 Live. Of course, he gets Johnny Gagano on NXT, so he can fit in any, to the, any of those divisions as well. So there you have it. I have gone for Nice, uh, Velveteen Dream, and Mandrews, and Dan, you've gone for... Velveteen Dream, Tyler Bay, and Humberto Carrillo. And we will bring that to you in the WNR Network Review for February. Next month, we'll have the tournament for you there. But we're focused on the Royal Rumble, and right now we're going to have a little bit of news. News! And Daniel Bryan teases today Itami's arrival on SmackDown Live. Well, we know Hideo Itami is part of the fatal four-way, four-way match tonight for the Cruiserweight title at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, been ahead of the match, Davari shared a promo by Daniel Bryan rehashing his history with Itami before they were in WWE. Bryan said Itami had ruptured his left eardrum during a match and called him a and called him dangerous. He added that the former NXT star is going to get what's coming to him if he ever appears on SmackDown Live. Yeah, WWE fans are likely already planning for what would be a dream match on the blue brand. A lot of said today, Tommy, he's been around for a long time. Come with Kenta, came up with GTA. People like Nigel McGuinness, uh, people like Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, all these in the independents. He, like we said, was going to make it huge when he first came over, but injuries dealt him you know, badly. Tonight, can he make a huge statement uh, and win the Cruiserweight Championship? But another team that's, well, we haven't seen them and don't think they're going to be here, is the Revival. And Edge, former, obviously, multiple time tag team champion, has uh, commented on the Revival's WWE status. Well, it was reported Saturday that former NXT tag team champions, the Revival, 
had requested their release from WWE in part because of how little time and respect the tag team division is given. Yeah, and during this podcast with co-host Christian, Ed said he understood why Revival might be upset with their roles on Raw. I know me personally, I think they're phenomenal. I think if they're given a chance, quite possibly them and the Usos, neck and neck as to who the top team are, at least in my perspective, is in the industry. And man, if it's true, I get it in a way... It has got to be frustrating, like we talked about, a six-minute match. What kind of story can you tell in a six-minute match? It's hard. Edge went on to praise Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson for taking the ball by the horns and potentially requesting their release since it showed they weren't content to maintain the status quo. Is it a good idea, though, for a rival to be making such a noise at the moment? Well, you know, they can either buckle under and just make do with what they're given or they can go out to Vince McMahon and say, look, you know, we're not happy with... Our current standings, we want either more or we want to be released. And you know that AEW is going to welcome them with open arms. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, you know. And this is the thing is that they can go by Dash uh, Wilder and Scott Dawson and, and get over there as well. But we move on to injuries. And wrestling is a risky business. After all, superstars can get injured at any moment. And a calm of authors of pain has suffered an injury that I put on the shelf for a long time. Well, sources have revealed that Akam suffered a knee injury and it also revealed how long it will be until Akam can make his in-ring return. And here's what he said. Well, he underwent knee surgery this past week and will be out of action for two months, which is why AOP had disappeared and Revival ended up in their place on Raw House Shows. So it seems Rizal will either be taking some time off or compete in six-man tag team matches for the next couple of months until Akam returns. Hopefully, Authors of Pain is utilised better once Akam comes back, as Authors of Pain is still one of Raw's top tag teams. Yeah, and Drake Maverick was with uh, Razar in a single match on main event, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, well, ever since his take position by the curtain for the company, Triple H only appeared a handful of times in the ring. His last out in which saw Shawn Michaels return to overcome the brothers' destruction at Crown Jewel left the game in a tough spot. Well, Triple H tore his pectoral muscle and soon underwent surgery to repair the same. During a recent media call, the 14-time world champion gave an update on his recovery. The game claimed that he had been cleared to train by his medical staff and went on to provide further details. And this is what he said. I just got cleared to actually start training. Anyone that's had a serious injury knows the difference between rehabbing a couple hours a day and the actual training. The difference is trying to get better versus actually bettering yourself. So I just got clearance to start training and I'm excited about that as I sit here right now extremely sore from the training. It was one week ago that I got the clearance so the training has already been stepped up but I'm feeling good. And another thing in a WWE announcement, John Cena suffered an ankle injury has left uh, him questionable and now it's been confirmed before we went live that John Cena will not be out of this Royal Rumble. Now Dan, I, I texted you when the the... the, the thing came through with seeing his injury and you straight away said to me no th- this is what they had planned anyway because it was originally going to be Lars Sullivan injuring John Cena uh, on Raw to write him out of it and obviously because he wasn't there uh, they're saying that he exacerbated uh, an ailment during a gym workout Monday uh, so Cena is not the rumble is it a, a, a miss for Cena not to be there Dan? Well I, I don't know because you know there are Wrestlers are going to overshadow him. We've seen Cena recently. He's been putting over talent that, you know, he's been used as an enhancement talent, as a pusher, basically, you know, with Finn Balor most recently. So, you know, I don't think he's too missed. 
No, and it's weird that he's departing. And, and speaking of departures, well, Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey may be nearing the end of her current run with WWE. According to sources, Rousey is expected to have her last match with the company at WrestleMania 35 in April. Yeah, however, TMZ reported Rousey is super happy with her current role and the possible departure would be temporary as Rousey and her husband Travis Brown look to have a baby. A W spokesman told TMZ Ronda Rousey is under contract with W until 2021, but if she wants to start a family, is a private matter. Well, Ron... Ronda Rousey debuted for WWE at last year's Royal Rumble and she had her first match at WrestleMania 34 in a winning effort over Triple H and Stephanie McMahon alongside Kurt Angle. Well, Rousey's departure is considered imminent. Everyone in the company is working with the mindset that she is finishing up. WWE could potentially have her to get to stay until pay-per-view shortly after WrestleMania or for a contract so large that she agrees to re-sign. It's also noted it's possible Rousey could work a part-time schedule similar to that of John Cena or The Undertaker. And while Rousey has only worked house shows sporadically during her WWE tenure, she has appeared regularly on Raw and pay-per-views, making her a full-time wrestler for all intents and purposes. Yeah, and I mean, it would be a shame if we were uh, to lose Ronda Rousey. She has said that she's, uh, you know, getting tired of the schedule, which is understandable, you know, is is losing the impact that WWE can afford to have right now. Well, when she first came in, and for the first six months, she was a huge draw. But now I think it's kind of it's dwindling down a bit. So you know, take her away for a little while, have her off, you know, have her off screen, and when she returns, she'll probably get a bigger pop. Yeah, uh, but the problem is with WWE is that you know, with Fox Sports, you know, with Fox having the SmackDown, they want to kind of Rousey. As a kind of face for it, will she still be there? You know, if, if she's taking time out for the family, she'd obviously still contracted uh, with WWE. We've got an update on Sanjay Dutt and Abyss. The belief is that each will end up working on the main roster as producers. That is a story, uh, and I heard that from a WWE source. Many thought they'd go to NXT, but it looks like they're going to WWE now. It looks like WWE is also looking to add another couple of producers to, to kind of bulk up the list and have them on NXT UK. Uh, an update on Ronda Rousey as well is the fact that WWE released a statement uh, saying that Ronda Rousey was contracted until 2021 and then Ronda Rousey came out and uh, says it's my uterus, my vagina, my life and I can do what I want and I'm not going to touch that with a barge pole. So, you know, if Rousey wants to do that, that's fine. We've already spoken about her already, but that's just kind of one of the latest updates. So she's basically putting herself in the same bracket as Maria fucking Canellis then. Yeah, and Karma. And do you want to talk about Jack Swagger? Jake Hager. Yeah, he defeated uh, J.W. Kaiser by submission in the first round of Saturday night. Hager looked impressive in his Bellator MMA debut, showing a wide array of skills and challenges, universal vote home, amateur wrestling background. He was played out by R-Truth. And, of course, we saw uh, a a picture earlier on Twitter, didn't we, with a lot of superstars celebrating, uh, well, watching Jack Swagger win. People like The Miz, I think. Heath Slater. Heath Slater. A uh, couple of members of Ascension, mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt. Well, Aiden English is to work on 205 Live commentary team. He hasn't wrestled on television since losing to Rusev on October 23rd edition of SmackDown Live. Fans are about to see more of the artiste on WWE programming, though. WWE announced Tuesday that English will work alongside Vic Joseph and Nigel McGuinness as a commentator on 205 Live through WrestleMania season. 
of Raw play-by-play commentator Michael Cole, who is also WWE Senior Director of On Air Talent, discussed the move. We want to do something special for WrestleMania season. The Raw Rumble week kicks off the road to WrestleMania, he said. We've been working with Aiden at the WWE Performance Centre to see if he has the chops, and it turns out he's pretty good. So let's start with... I mean, Dan, what are your thoughts on Aiden English and the commentary team? I hope we get some singing. Yeah, I think that would be cool, you know. Do you think, like, you know, they, he's been off time, so he's had a chance to turn back to a face? Well, exactly. And I, I think, but then again, remember when Austin Aries was doing commentary for a little bit on 205 Live, so maybe it's kind of the same thing there, and the kind of, you know, the cocky guy. And it, at least he's given himself something to do, and he is quite an entertaining fellow. And like you said, the fans are going to get behind him with that anyway. So let's move on to shout-outs. And, of course, we, we have them all. I'd just like to say to everybody, first and foremost, thank you for your support this weekend. Our biggest weekend of all time. Of course, we had the WNR 200 on Friday night. Last night, it was NXT TakeOver Phoenix. And, what an absolutely cracking show that was. And tonight, we're hoping that Royal Rumble truly delivers. But we've got a lot of shout-outs. And first up, Lermi Uchilla. So it's going to give us a prediction. It's a sure bet that Seth Rollins is going to win. The rumours of him getting the Universal Championship at WrestleMania have been rampant for months now. And whether it's against Lesnar or Balor, there's storyline richness either way. Do you agree with that, Dan? Well, at least Seth Rollins, if he does win, he is earning his title shot as opposed to just getting like 16 title shots at pay-per-views on the bounce. So, yeah, you know, I'm all for it. I like him being earned and not just being given. Uh, next shout out the next shout out is Jimmy Nye and for the billionth time Becky and Sasha will not be in the Rumble match because they are in title matches well have we ever seen anybody in title matches at Rumble before being in a Royal Rumble event yes multiple times yes I mean it's ever since what 2011 maybe ever since like the great longest Royal Rumble title, at that point 40 men you had to kind of do that because the star power is kind of dwindling and, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we saw Finn Balor or even, you know, um, it was not, 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 I was about to say, the, in the women's match as well, you know, to see Sasha Banks, Ronda Rousey. I don't want to give all my predictions away, Len, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Oscar, anything like that. Uh, but we, we have seen it. I wouldn't be surprised to see it here tonight. Cole Guy says, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, the two former faces of the Ring of Honor of Impact Wrestling, getting the attention of Vince McMahon. And this is something we talked about with talent is the WWE might say when they're outside the company that they're nothing, but they've built them up. And like you said, you know, these two guys are heads of former companies. I mean, that's a good thing, isn't it? That is indeed, Jess. And, you know, AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan are two of the hottest wrestlers in the world. And, you know, they can always put on a brilliant match. We've seen them have great matches against Brock Lesnar, you know, and getting a great match out of Brock Lesnar is no easy feat. And what I like about it as well is that people said, oh, no, you have to go to WWE to work, you know, and you think Daniel Bryan was like 12, 15 years in the independent scene before, or 10 years before he made his move. AJ Styles, 10, 15 years before he made his move. People said, no, what are you doing? You never make it. And they still came over and, and, and you know, made to stop. And it's like Macho Man Randy Savage used to say, is that the cream always rises to the top no matter what. All these people that moan they never got an opportunity. You seem to find that these, you know, people either like CM Punk or Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, guys, you said, weren't going to be sure, always are on top. Yes. FC said, can WWE quit trying to book Charlotte to steal the spotlight? The crowd paid to see Becky and Oscar, not woman wanes. 
Well, Roman Wayne. Roman Wayne. So they think Charlotte is the female alternative to Roman Reigns. Um, to be fair, like Charlotte is stealing the spotlight. Uh, the crowd did pay the way for Becky, and they do like Oscar. But there's a lot of talent again not being used, and is that thanks to kind of the four horse women? You know, people like Naomi or people like you know Alex Bliss. I know she's had a lot of attention. You know, recently a lot of rains, but again, someone who maybe deserves a little bit more limelight, someone like Carmella, you know, they gave up on her with a kind of heel turn, and, and now she's kind of, you know, just a kind of baby face. Uh, but they always go with Charlotte because they know there's a name to depend on, and if she's already halfway there with, you know, seven championships, they're going to go all the way with that, I feel, you know. Uh, what were you reckoning about Charlotte? Because I, 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 I went for a stage of really disliking her, and then I've just kind of got used to it because it's always going to happen now. Yeah, well, I, you know, I've kind of accepted Charlotte. I think she should have, you know, not had to rely on the Flair name because I think she's dropped that now, isn't it? She's just, well, she's Charlotte Flair. but WWE always drop names, though. Yeah. They, they only like one name, basically, at the moment. But I think, you know, they always have someone stealing the spotlight. You know, if, if we go back to last year's Royal Rumble, you had Oscar winning the first ever Women's Rumble, but who got the highest amount of fucking recognition for it? How's he coming out after the match had finished? Yeah, and this is the worry for, for this year's Rumble, is that if we already know what the main event for WrestleMania is going to be, if it is going to be a triple threat match, then, you know, it's kind of not going to be a surprise here tonight, and they really need to kind of uh, turn it up and, you know, kind of make, either shock us tonight or, or make us believe that things are going to be different, you know? Uh, also about that, Sasha's one of the best... Mike Blue says, Sasha's one of the best talents on the roster. Her and Ronda will have an excellent match this Sunday at Royal Rumble. You can bank... No doubt that if you're a fan, you know, of, of Ronda Rousey, I think she has delivered in ring very well, you know, and I think it should be a great match. Uh, Sasha is one of the best, but again, is she not getting used because it's more focused on Charlotte and Becky Lynch now? I mean, when it first started the Women's Revolution, she was involved in the kind of first ever type matches and now it's kind of gone to uh, other people. You know, I think Banks deserves to be up there. Do you think Banks deserves to be in a position? Um, she's got a great position now, but do you think she needs to be used more? I think she does, yes. But, you know, with a huge lot of women's talent that you've got in WWE, people are going to be pushed to the back. I know, you know, arguably you could say, well, she could have been pushed instead of Carmella. She could have been pushed instead of Naomi. But it's, you know, it's giving everyone a chance. Yeah. No, I think without a doubt, you know, and this is the thing, there's so much talent there, nobody can be an opportunity at the moment. Jeffrey Michael says he's got a few uh, little predictions. You know, one, the demon actually wins. Two, Braun interferes. Three, Paul Heyman betrays Rock. Or four, Brock squashes Finn. So out of the four options that he's given us to what will happen, what are you thinking uh, about that match? I am thinking special option five, that Finn actually gives Brock a very good match as Finn Balor and not the Demon. Yeah. And Brock still goes over. Yeah. That I mean, is probably yeah. the banker's bet. Because you don't want the Demon coming out and being sacrificed to Lesnar when you know he's not going to win. Unless he does go over. But I can't... I, honestly, it would be one of the biggest shocks of all time if they were to do it. Uh, Braun interferes is a possibility... Uh, but then that would mean that Braun Strowman would have maybe to go on to win the Royal Rumble and then face Lesnar at the WrestleMania. He's not even scheduled to compete here tonight, so why would he be in the Royal Rumble as well? If Braun interferes, surely... Don't call me Shirley. That would be to cost Brock Lesnar, though. Yeah, and this is the thing, if then that's the case. Strowman wouldn't need to go on to win the Rumble. Yeah, but if he's, uh, as in if he comes out and interferes and then he loses it, 
then, like I said, it's Strowman versus Lesnar, but then Balor's your champ. And that's not going to happen, is it, either way? So that's what I'm, I'm trying to look at, even if afterwards, with, you know, Strowman getting involved. Uh, number three, Paul Heyman betrays Brock. It's something that says people have been saying for a long time. It's not going to happen, I don't think, anymore. And Brock squashes Finn. It could be over in five minutes, but then the internet wouldn't be happy about that, would they? No. So I think that would be the problem. Oh, well, Randy Morrison, and I like your first name, by the way. It's a first name of legends. This sound out the Royal Rumble, Shane and Miz will become the new SmackDown Tag Team Champs. But I continue to say that at WrestleMania 35 should have been Brian versus Miz for the WWE title in reversed roles. Yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. I would have loved to see the Miz versus Daniel Bryan for the championship as Miz's heel, Bryan's face in that way. Uh, because the, the way they have that SummerSlam, that kind of history with a feud. I thought that's what they're building towards, but obviously they've gone different directions. Can the Miz get a good match at Shane McMahon at WrestleMania if he's teaming up with him? I think he can. I think it could be entertaining enough. It's not going to be kind of, you know, five-star quality, but I think there'll be enough laughing gimmicks for the team to kind of work together. Uh, but I would love to see Brian Miz. But what is Brian going to do at WrestleMania? You know, what is AJ Styles going to do at WrestleMania? These are the questions that we've got to ask ourselves now, haven't we? You know? Well, you know, we'll either see at the end of the Royal Rumble, depending on who the winner of the men's rumble will go for and then i presume we'll see what happens at elimination chamber and go on from there so i mean we've still got fast lane and chamber before wrestlemania so it's still gonna be like you said a lot of answers that's the only kind of thing that takes away from the rumble a little bit is oh the winner of it gets an opportunity and then obviously you need someone else to have an opportunity as well and usually that is a chamber match um but like we said you know uh brian bowden says great to see aiden english have that austin aries role like we had that they had when he's in WWE. Welcome to Toy Five Live, Aiden English. Yeah, we mentioned that. It's good that Aiden English is actually getting some um, some uh, airtime at this moment, you know? Yes, indeed. And, you know, maybe he might be working on a slim fast plan to join the Toy Five yeah, Live yeah, roster. Cool. Yeah, be. We haven't really had a chance to kind of appreciate what Aiden English can do in the ring because, you know, for so long he was either by Rusev's side or he had a couple of matches against Rusev, which were slightly underwhelming. Yeah. Tag team wrestler, but can he make it singles? And this is the thing that if he's working backstage or working on commentary, then maybe that's the thing that he can do. Yes, Connor Edwards says 205 Live needs two things. More guys with individual unit characters and to stop getting respect, disrespected on every single pay-per-view by be throwing phone on the pre-show. Yeah, and you can't really argue with that, can you? You know? No. You talk about more guys with individual unit characters. They're starting to do that a little bit on 205 Live. But again, like you've asked about Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese, what's it really all about? You know, what's driving them? Uh, Mustafa Ali and Alexander are kind of the same in that way. You know, kind of want to be the heart and soul of the, of the place. Uh, Gulak, Gallagher, you need to work a little bit. And to be thrown on a pre-show, but at least they're being used on a show. Because if they weren't, then there'll be the problems with it, you know. Uh, there's got to be a way around it. But do the 205 Live deserve their own show? Do they deserve, as in, their own pay-per-view to show what they can bring, you know? Well, I don't think they've got that much depth. You know, it's going to be one title match and four filler matches. And it is quite hard to get, you know, four storylines going that's going to impact and be worthy of being on a pay-per-view. So my response to it would be, we'd probably put them on an NXT pay-per-view. Yeah, if there was enough space, even because a pre-show match. they will get appreciated a lot more there. And, you know, they've got five matches on the cards. You can have a good 10, 15-minute match. You get a lot more time to tell a story. I know on the pre-show, you'll get 
a good amount of time as well. But, you know, I, I just... It, they don't get appreciated, especially, like, you know, as they roll on SmackDown as well. 90% of the fans are sat on their hands, and it's like, yeah, come on, we're waiting for the show to start. Yeah, but it's nice to have a few emails about 205 Live. Like we say, we look at everything here on the WNR Podcast, where it be NXT, NXT UK, 205 Live, or all the classic content. But we move on to our episode of 205 Live now, which is episode 133, January 22nd. The show opens with Drake Maverick's usual combo recap uh, slash hype reels, as well as an introduction from temporary commentator Aidan English. Humberto Carrillo over Grand Metallic by Pinfall with a headstand Arabian press moonsault in the first match. That'd be impressive if you've gone for him in a tournament, wouldn't it? Well, Drew Gulak and Jack Gallagher are backstage as Drake Maverick talks Humberto up. Gulak's so mad he can't get a word out and he storms out leading a disappointed Gallagher to shake his head sadly and leave. Well, Tony Nese rolls up and demands a rub match against Noam Dar, to which Drake says he'll consider it. Nice is mad and Maverick explains, but he doesn't care and suggests that if he doesn't get the match, he'll have to find his own opportunity to shut Noam's mouth. Well, backstage, Akira Brian Kendrick get a promo talking about the title match at the Royal Rumble. Tozawa says he came to WWE for pride and to make a name for himself, and he'll become a two-time Cruiserweight champ. Well, Kalisto and Lince Dorado get a promo talking about how they're making history on Raw and 205 Live and the Cruiserweight Championship will take them to the next level because they're going to free bird the belt if Kalisto wins. That'd be interesting. Hideo Tommy gets an interview where Aria Davari puts him over as the hungriest and most dangerous man in the division. The only thing his legendary career is missing is WWE gold. Itami adds his own postscript in Japanese, but the words cruiserweight title shone right there. So now it's time for our main event here on 205 Live. Yeah, just days before the Royal Rumble, and these three men will have an opportunity at your cruiserweight champion, Buddy Murphy. But until then, can one of these guys make a true statement here tonight? Oh, Akira Tazara and, of course, Hideo Itami. Dan, who are you going to pick in this one? I'm going to go for... Hideo Itami. Yeah! So, so I'm not happy about your pick. I'm happy about the Cruiserweight Champion Buddy Murphy coming out here. Oh, brilliant. Look at him, ready to defend it at the Royal Rumble. Oh, look at Buddy Murphy, such a champion, such a gentleman, shaking everybody's hands at ringside. And he's joining the commentary team now. Is he going to watch on? And uh, you picked today, Tommy, and it's going to be difficult. He's been on a roll recently, especially with um, Davari in his corner, kind of giving him new incentive here. And Tommy on the attack early on, Kalisto and Tazawa. And Murphy Senecovich is going to be the greatest cruiserweight of all time at the moment. Who can argue, you know? I don't argue with stupidness. <laughs> Tommy now. He's got Kalisto. Oh, Kalisto with the head scissors. Drop kick takes down Itami. 
Oh, and a slap across the chest. Is Kalisto going to try and finish this while Tazawa's out the ring? Lovely couple of springboards and just throws Itami across the ring to the outside. He doesn't see Tazawa climbing up on the turnbuckle in the opposite corner behind him, though. Lovely seated dropkick. Kalisto goes out to join Itami, and it looks like he's going to go flying. Boom, Tazawa takes out Kalisto. Well, suicide dive. Itami moved and got Kalisto hit the full table with impact. And now Tazawa got in Murphy's face, which was a mistake because Itami hit him from behind. Then we get sent into Barry Cade. You see, it's amazing to think the only man here that's not been Cruiserweight Champion is Hideo Itami at this moment in time. We all know about Kalisto's run with it. And, of course, Tazawa. I mean, Tazawa's feuding with Neville, which is better than, of course... Kalisto with um, Enzo Mori, but it might be Atami's chance at the Rumble. He definitely looks more focused than I think we've ever seen him. You know, normally there'd be a stare down with the champion, but Hideo Atami just shrugged it off. He said, look, you know, my focus ain't on you tonight, it's on these two guys. And he is, you know, kind of a veteran. He said he just wants to add WWE gold to his resume to be known as a kind of legend. I mean, really spoke what he's achieved kind of on, in the news earlier with Daniel Bryan as well. Goes for the cover, but Zara gets showed off at one. One. Kalisto trying to get in, the boot to the face. I think that is the best strategy, just try and keep this one-on-one at the moment. Just thinking, you know, all four guys in this 205 Live match are not American, which is quite refreshing to say. There's been a lot more international feel to it, especially WWE more recent times as well which I think is only a good thing really you get a wide variation of it even if you look at kind of NXT and even WWE to the way you get more different nationalities opposed to you know back 10 years when it's actually there it was all Americans and then American or Canadian Canadian yeah and the odd like Asian as a baddie yeah and this is the thing you know and even though Tommy's a baddie and Nakamura to that fact it's it's still not you know they're not kind of throwing salt as he did back in the days. And now Kalisto trying to get back into this and Tommy is dominating. And they've actually got Asians as Asians and not a Samoan. Yeah, exactly. So at least they're playing it right. Murphy just clapping at Tommy's efforts here as he goes back to work on Tozawa. You can see the crowd aren't really into this still. It is actually bugging me. Yeah, it's, it's annoying, isn't it? You know, it, Does it help them being on the kickoff or is it hurting them again still seeing as they're not kind of equal with the rest of the roster, do you know what I mean? Even NXT UK's had their own takeover, 205 Live, haven't they? Yeah, but they was getting lost in the shuffle when they was on Raw. Yeah, exactly. So, what's the best way of using them at the moment, do you reckon? I don't know. I suppose for more exposure, having them on Raw, because, you know, it's partway through the event, so, you know, the crowd's a bit hyped up and they're getting ready. It was, you know, I, I'm... I thoroughly enjoy the Cruiserweights and they've had a lot more entertaining matches than you've had on the main roster. Yeah, and I think Mustafa Ali's proven that, you know, if you use Cruiserweights correctly, the entertaining part of uh, WWE television and 205 Live is not a boring show. It's just they don't get enough, you know, limelight. And even in the Rumble, we know it's going to be the kind of kickoff show. But I am looking forward to the match itself. I mean, this triple threat match has been great and I think with Buddy Murphy involved, I mean, it should be really, really entertaining, but if the crowd's not into it, it will hurt it. Itami then. Well, Tazawa looking to go flying, gets turned inside out by Hideo Itami. Goes for the cover, but Kalisto in just in time to break it up. And that, all three men down in the middle of the ring. I think if you look towards the Royal Rumble, I think the most likely guy, apart from Buddy Murphy, to win this match would be Hideo Itami. I mean, I think the other two really 
don't get me wrong, Sav's got a bit of momentum beating Gulak recently, and Kalisto's a great talent. But I think, you know, Itami might, but would they go from hill champion to hill champion on Cruiserweight on 205? They seem to like that, though, didn't they? The kind of hill guy well, bringing on the challengers. They've had hill guys, uh, a lot of hill guys. Yeah. The face has not really held the title on that long. I mean, Alexander was kind of different from that, but beforehand, you know, like I said, Neville, uh, Enzo, Cleese, uh, they're looking for a superplex, but Itami holding on. They're going to go for a double superplex. On Itami. Oh, my God. And it's going to be double suplex. No, Murphy's in. And what is Murphy doing? Oh, my God. Murphy powerbombs Dezawa and Kalisto and takes Itami out. Well, there's no disqualification, so he can do what he wants. But is that the Cruiserweight champion sending a message? Well, it was a good match until that fucking twat got involved. I mean, what's wrong? He's just beating down Itami now. He's clever. He's a champion. No, because you've moaned a lot of time that you fucking hate outside interference. What happens here? Outside interference. But it's all right because it's Buddy fucking Murphy. Um, Who's it favouring in this time? Who's what favouring? The outside interference. Who's it favouring? No one. No, exactly. So that's why I don't mind it. So what's the point of doing it then? Exactly. So there's no problem with it. So what's the point of doing it then? Can he send send a message and saying, I can beat these guys at any point and this is what I'm going to do. At the Royal Rumble, I'm the greatest cruiserweight Well, if he's that fucking time. good, why does he need to get involved in this match? Well, he, I, I don't know why. Obviously, he's insecure about himself. Well, maybe so. Is he Obviously, just, he is. He gets caught with a kick so by... So, now he's getting his comeuppance. Kalisto. Kalisto hits him. Tozawa hits him. Beat him. Boom. Oh. Double super kick. That's what you get for getting involved in matches you ain't fucking in. Salida del Sol. No. Pow. Oh. Eat that, you bitch. No. Go on, Tozawa. The cruiserweight champion... Oh, come on Boom. now. This is not fair. He's not even in the match. I don't know why they're attacking him for. He this should is have not got, right. shouldn't have got involved in the match then. Oh. And Kalisto with his uh, sneeze off the top rope to the outside, taking out Tazawa. Well, now Kalisto is on the eighth and Atami. Oh, my word. Hits him with a big boot as he's trying to make his way into the ring. Throws Tazawa into the ring. Is he going to use him to get the victory? It looks like way he's going to pick him up. Suplex. Vulcan arrow. arrow. One, two. Oh. Managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Palm strikes looking for a spinning back fist, but Tazawa ducks. Goes for a kick combo. Oh. And a huge kick to the face by Tazawa. Kalisto springballs his way back in. One, two. Oh. Ooh. Goes for the cover, but Tazawa managing to kick out. Step up into Guri from Kalisto to Tazawa, who's perched on the top turnbuckle. Now, Kaliso looking for suplex, but to Itami stopping it. And Kaliso takes out Itami and throws him outside. And his side hitting the ape. And then Kaliso with a kick to Tazawa. Super runner, but Tazawa holds on. Kaliso hits the mat. Ooh, sent on perhaps. Oh, oh no. Kaliso moves out of the way. Oh, my God. God, and there's Hideo Tommy with that huge drop kick taken out. And now he's knocked out Tazawa with the knee strike and Hideo Itami. Wow, picks the win. You saw it coming. It's, I mean, his statement said, does that show that he's going to be next Cruiserweight cha- champion, Dan? What are your thoughts on that match as well? Uh, well, he certainly sent a statement. I mean, uh, 
Well, could Buddy Murphy be sitting on the sidelines as he watches his title get taken away from him? Well, that's the thing. This is what I worry about now, seeing it. Uh, I tell you what, Itami looked impressive. It wasn't a bad match for the three men. I think it shows there's a lot of potential to come at the Royal Rumble. But there's Buddy Murphy looking on at Hideo Tommy and Davari in the ring. And he is still the Cruiserweight champ. And I feel at Royal Rumble, he's got his biggest challenge yet. But hopefully he will be successful. We'd just like to thank everybody uh, for, for listening and tweeting. And all the couple of news. We just had shout-outs. But just over the weekend and even before we started our live show, we were on Twitter having a look around. And I think most people... Want to see Demon Finn Balor tonight? I think that would be a fair assumption to say. Uh, and they want to kind of see a few surprises in the Royal Rumble as well. And we'll be discussing that. We'll be running through the card in a little bit. And of course, our show, which will come out on Wednesday, we'll have the full Royal Rumble event. And we've got kind of mini games and predictions and everything like that as well, trying to guess who who's going to be in it. It's going to be fun. Uh, so the new people that have kind of joined the show, Carl Howard, uh, Carl Bailey, James Coombs, uh, Jordan, We've also got uh, Serge Allen, uh, obviously our favourite Mark Tardis, the number one guy in the world. Shane Ricardison, Jacob Grundy, Gormo, Aaron Marr, and Aaron Marr um, on Twitter. And of course, we'll follow you back if we, we like your stuff. Kevin Andrew Gillen, Chucks Edwin, uh, Zoe Zufall, Mike Smith, and Charlotte Hope as well. So this is just from live show. We do every big four event, don't we, Dan? You know We do indeed, Jess. It's become a staple of the WNR podcast, something that we started a hundred episodes ago. Two hundred episodes ago. No, the live shows. Oh the live you right about it. sorry for for correcting there we go, there you go. And this is what happens behind the scenes of the WNR podcast is when either of us says something we think is wrong, we we immediately correct them. You are right, WNR one hundred was our first live show. If you want to know anything about the WNR history, go listen to the WNR two hundred we did on Friday night and it's a full comprehensive listen as well. Uh, but we're going to have a little bit of fun now before we talk about seriousness of the Royal Rumble. We're going to have a couple of games. And I'm going to play you on a couple of games. Dan, now we've got a couple of old favourites. Elephant or F1. Of course, uh, Basler or Dunn that we do. But tonight we're going to play Dead or Alive. And basically it's... Um, uh, Dan gets three chances. And I'm going to give you uh, two wrestlers. You're going to have to tell me which one's dead, which one's alive. And it's Royal Rumble based. And uh, it's from the Royal Rumble, uh, first up Rumble 89. And it's two competitors in the Rumble match. Uh, so, Ron Bass or Red Rooster? I'm going to go with Ron Bass being dead and Red Rooster being alive. Now, do you have any idea who Red Rooster is? I have no idea, no. Okay, well, that's right. Ron Bass is dead. Uh, Red Rooster is Terry Taylor, who would go on to have success. He's a kind of backstage agent for WCW and WWE. He is still alive. So you get that right. So that's 1-0 to you. Uh, 1999 Rumble, so 10 years later. We watched it recently. Go back and listen to that. It's the I Quit match. It's phenomenal as well. It's Golga or Kurgan. Well, I know Golga is John Tenter, and John Tenter is no longer with us. So Golga's dead. Kurgan's still alive. Yeah, all right. Two for two there. Uh, 2009 then. So, 10 years after that, JTG or Mike Knox? Well, I'm sure I would have known JTG, JTG was dead. So, I'm going to go with Mike Knox yeah. being dead. Well, Dan, it is a trick. So it is Mike Knox and JTG are both alive. There was no one dead from the 2009 Royal Rumble matchup. And we look at the history of WWE. Uh, that's not... 
that good. But Dan, you've got a game for me, haven't you? I have a game, yes. And uh, well, by my count, there's been about 34 wrestlers that have had multiple personas in the Rumble. How many can you name? 30 wrestlers have had different personas. Over 30 wrestlers have had multiple personas in the Rumble. Right, okay. So, um, over 30. And uh, so, so, what are the numbers then at the moment? The numbers, well, I've had one that's had five personas. F- four personas, there's two of them. And there's six that have had three personas, and then the rest are all two. Oh, here we go. All right, so I've got to try and guess which ones they are. Uh, so, what's the f- so the first one, one has had five. One has had five different personas one has five. in Royal Rumbles. Okay, so f- is that Rikishi? No. Right, is, what's Rikishi's number? Three. So Rikishi has had three. So there's six with three, yeah? Yeah. Uh, what about Al Snow? Al Snow, I've got him as two. Two, two for us. That's fine. No, no problem with that. Uh, Kane? Kane, he's had three. Only three Kane has had. Well, I've got him as Isaac Yankum. Yeah. Kane. Yeah. And Fake Diesel. No, that's fair enough. Uh, Mankind? Mankind, he has had four. And they are... Can you name them? Uh, yeah, Mick Foley, Dude Love, Mankind, and of course, Cactus Jack. Uh, all right, so Godfather? Godfather, that is five. Yeah! Can you name them? Carl Mustafa. Yeah. Uh, Papa Shango. Yeah. Uh, Goodfather. Yeah. Godfather. Yep. And Karma the Fight Machine or something like that. Karma, yeah. So, five at a fast, not bad, is it at all? Uh, I'm glad I got that. Uh, all right, so that's, so I've still got to get, so Austin's had two. Austin's had two, yep, the Ringmaster and Stone Cold. X-Puck. X-Puck, one, two, three, kid. Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn, I haven't got him on the list. Well, he's been the one Billy Gunn, I don't know if you're going to count That's a that. bit low. Yeah, I know, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. I haven't got him, no. Uh, Umaga. Umaga. Yes. He's had two. He's had two. Triple H? Triple H. I haven't I got him as Hunter Hearst Hamsley because he was still technically That's Triple H. Mark Merrow? Mark Merrow? No. Uh, Viscera? Yes. He's had three. Midian? Midian he's had two. Uh, JBL? JBL. He has had three. Ooh. Um, JB, Matt Hardy. No. Nope. Uh, who else have got? Luke Gallows. He didn't enter the Rumble as Festus, did he? Did he enter the Rumble as Festus? I think Festus he went well. entered the Battle Royal Dolph as Ziggler. Festus. Dolph Ziggler. The, um... Squad. Spirit Squad. No, they weren't. Oh, what? Curtis Axel? Axel, yep, he's had two. Ryback. Ryback, yep. Um, uh, Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon. Has he been in Scott Hall and Razor? I don't think he has been in the Scott Hall. No. Kevin Nash? Kevin Nash, yep, was Diesel. Uh, Diesel and Kevin Nash. And that's John Morrison. John Morrison, yeah, Johnny Nitro. Uh, and that's basically me done. <coughs> well, you did miss out on uh, a four, and that was Tensai, A Train, Albert, and Prince Albert. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,. Rikishi, you done him, didn't you? Yeah, it did Rikishi. Fatu and the Sultan. Earthquake? 
Earthquake goal girl. Are we talking about And it? he oh. entered as a Canadian earthquake. Oh, wow. That's a good one. And Thurman Plug. Spark Plug. Uh, Bob Holly. Hardcore, Hardcore Holly. Holly. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Terry Funk. Uh, Just Incredible and Aldo Montoya. Quang and Savio Vega. Midian, Phineas Godwin. You've got that. Rocky Malvia and The Rock. Akeem, One Man Gang. Simba Simba and Tony Atlas. K Quick and R Truth, B Squared and Bull Buchanan, Wade Barrett and Bad News Barrett. Uh, you got the Umaga and Rosie one, Gregory Helms and Hurricane, Stardust, Cody Rhodes, Mike McGillicuddy and Curtis oh, Axel. Yeah. Hunico and yeah. Sinkara. Yeah, I mean, there's loads when you when you think about it. I, I failed this game, Dan. I, I do. You done quite well though. I didn't do too badly, did I? You know, I did list what 15, 20 of them. I'm not sure. Um, so the WWE kickoff is happening at this very moment in time. Uh, and what happened at the start of the kickoff, Dan? Is there anything interesting that's been going on? Uh, well, we've had Daniel Bryan moaning about the Royal Rumble offering at the stadium. It's uh, a meat-filled delight, which looks absolutely lovely. But mm. Daniel Bryan, obviously being a vegan and a lover of the earth, he put it on the floor and just stomped it into the ground. Yeah, and we've seen, uh, of course, well, it's a standard uh, kickoff set up as it was Charlie Caruso uh, doing it with Jody King Loyal there Booker T we've seen JBL who looks like a giant at times I don't know if it's a stage I really love the stadium setting and everything we've seen it feels really big it feels uh, kind of special and we know about the kickoff matches but we've had that kind of extra kickoff match as we're talking right now and it is the W Raw Tag Team Champions and Dan was saying to me earlier when the Raw Tag Team Champions well the glorious one Bobby Roode is here uh, with Chad Gable and it, Drake Maverick earlier was outside the W Men's Locker Room looking for a partner for of course Razor because Akam is injured and that's been answered by Scott Dawson um, Dan if you were going to say who was going to win this who would you say? I would say... Oh, preferably, I like the uh, the revival of Pain to win it, but I reckon uh, Rude Gable are gonna. Yeah, I, I've got. I'm gonna say it seems like a successful title defence for Rude Gable, so uh, a point to be online for that. Of course, we do prediction leagues, but we will explain more about that uh, when the Royal Rumble podcast comes out on Wednesday. Of course, we have all the live events. But Dan, we've had games. Is it time to masturbate? I like a good old masturbate, especially in the middle of a podcast. Yeah, I think it's always good. Uh, so basically, we've got um, two names, and we, me and Dan have to pick a side and fight for why this person should kind of survive in WWE in a kind of apocalypse, and the other person shouldn't. Uh, and I think these will be very, very interesting here today. Uh, we're going to start off first with Rousey or Banks. Dan, which one do you want to go for? I'm going to play devil's advocate, and I'm going to go for Ronda Rousey. So you think Ronda Rousey? Oh, my God. All right, I'll go Sasha Banks. I'll start my uh, argument with Sasha Banks. Is just, first off, I've loved Sasha Banks since the first podcast. We found out the 200 show that if you go back, uh, Sasha Banks, I said that she fights like a man. She's got the look. She's got the talent. She's got everything to make it to be a star. Yeah, and she would be. If her surname was Flair, she would be in the exact same position Charlotte is in now, but she's not. And that's what affects her. She's a fantastic worker. It was her matches with Bailey in NXT that broke the mould for women's wrestling and made WWE have to have a revolution and end the Divas division. It was because of these two women. And you look at Banks. She's involved tonight. And I go on Twitter. I go around. And everybody's so excited about Sasha Banks being a part 
uh, of this show and going against Rousey. And they love her. And there's so much more potential as a face, as a heel, as part of the, the four horsewomen with Charlotte, uh, Lynch and Bailey, Or, you know, separate from that. You know, there's such more to play. She's such a great worker. She has many facets that she can do. And that's why Sasha Banks, head over heels. If I was going to pick Ronda Rousey or Banks, I would pick Banks. And I'm just saying Banks positives at the moment. I'll let you argue before I go against Rousey's negatives. Well, Ronda Rousey, she is a huge draw for WWE. She brings in a lot of extra eyes. She is what Shayna Baszler could have been. She is, you know, an ex-UFC fighter. She has got a lot of star power. She's been in films. She is a celebrity icon. And that is what you need. You know, you don't need people like David Arquette coming in and Kevin Fedline coming in and wrestling. You know, if you want to bring big, big draws in, it is Rousey. All the eyes that Brock Lesnar's brought in early on in his career, you know, it's, it's the similar people to them, you know, bringing them back in again. And she has improved vastly you even said it as well you're most improved for the year and you know the only way is up for Ronda Rousey um but is she that much of a game changer isn't hasn't Raw this past few months been suffering the worst ratings in its history with Ronda Rousey because Roman Reigns has been away so if Rousey is such a big draw such brings eyes to it why is it not helping out the ratings why is WWE not more successful now than it's ever been it, and that's the fact of Rousey. If you give someone else like Sasha Banks a chance, maybe she can become the next character, a bit like Stone Cold Steve Austin, whoever it is, to lead it through, not just relying on Rousey, who, quite frankly, is a failed MMA star. In real life, she got knocked out twice, and she's coming in here with a year experience. Yeah, she's she's good, but she's going against talent that is in a wrestling sense. And now she wants to walk away from it. She wants to be, become a woman's Brock Lesnar and say, no, I want a part-time schedule. I want to start a family. Oh, yeah, I've got a contract here for another year, but I, I want to do what I want to do because it's a bit too tough, you know. Again, I don't think it's fair. Um, that's why I think Sasha Banks is a more long-term. In five years, ten years' time, who's going to be there in WWE still? It'll be Sasha Banks. And when we look back in the Hall of Fame uh, and we look back at greatest women of all time and innovators of it, will it be Rousey or will it be Banks? I think it'll be Sasha Banks. Yeah, I'll give you that point. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Um, on kickoff, we should say Rude and Gable have defended their Royal Tag Team Champions. So your Tag Team Champions, Dan, the glorious Bobby Rude, Chad Gable, of course, we've got still to come. We've got the Rusev United States Championship against Nakamura and your Cruiserweight Champion, Buddy Murphy, defending against Itami, Tazawa, and, of course, who can forget the last man in that match, Kalisto. Uh, so, debate, though. We're back to that. And the next one, Dan? The next one is Becky Lynch or Oscar. You can oh. have the first pick here. Uh, all right. I'll pick Oscar. So you can start with Lynch. Well, Becky Lynch, she is the first ever SmackDown Women's Champion. When Oscar was down in NXT, Becky Lynch had already made her statement on the main roster. She went from being the first SmackDown Women's Champion to kind of dwindling out. She's kept herself on the quiet side. But since her resurgence, she has become the man. And, you know, the amount of iconic photos I've seen of Becky Lynch after she had her nose broken and she still carried on regardless without a care in the world and you know she has come out kicking ass and she has legitimately remodelled herself as a stone cold you know and I'm not saying she's trying to copy stone cold but 
she has completely, you know, revitalised, brought in a lot more fans for herself. If there wasn't fans anymore, she is amazing in the ring and, you know, there's not much that she can't do. And you say, you know, where are they going to be in 10 years' time? Becky Lynch is still going to be holding the fort on WWE. Is she, though? Is she? She's proved in her most important moment, Dan, and most important moment and match that she was going to she suffered an injury and couldn't compete. Is that the type of talent W we're going to go forward with? We saw what happened with people like Finn Balor. We see what happened with people like Dolph Ziggler when they get injured and you can't just say, we've got to rely on this person for the company. Who's been the most consistent women's performer in this past three or four years, if you look at it? Yes, we've had Charlotte, you know, winning championships, whatever it is. Lynch has done a bit. Who's been the most consistent? Who's consistently wrestled with probably not an injury and has just wrestled for a the entire kind of since she's arrived in NXT, that would be Oscar. Five hundred and forty-three days as women's champion throughout consistently, not giving her championship. She had to relinquish the championship in NXT because she had done it all and moved to WWE and come here now. And she's not been an injury, even with her booking. Have you seen her complain? Have you heard any rumours of Oscar backstage saying she wasn't happy? No. And much like much of Mary Savage said, the cream still rose to the top with Oscar. No. Uh, Primo-wise, Lynch is, and, and character-wise, Lynch is the hottest thing going at the moment. But is it a full-time thing? No, she's a flavour of the month. And in two or three months, once the Fandango chants stop, much like Lynch, the character will, will fade away. She's doing what Ric Flair did those years ago. She hasn't got the consistency to carry on. Once Charlotte, because Charlotte is going to sacrifice Becky Lynch's character. It's going to be Charlotte comes out on top with Lynch. Oscar, with the SmackDown Women's Championship, can create her own way. We've seen what Charlotte done with Oscar. Oscar survived that and can and move on and create a legacy for herself. So Oscar's going to be the one they can build a division around, not Lynch. Well, you say Oscar's the one they're going to build a division around, but they literally gave Oscar an undefeated streak just to put Charlotte over even more. They had a winner Royal Rumble to give Charlotte even more brand recognition when she didn't need it. And now they've created a character in Becky Lynch who's a Ric Flair rip-off that Charlotte can beat and get one over on her as well. It's exactly the same. She's not know? a Ric Flair rip-off. Who's a better worker in the ring, Lynch or Oscar? I'd say it's an even kill. I'd say they both have their great points and they both have their questionable points. You know, with Oscar, she's... Kind of flip-flop, even in NXT, you know, she had a little cheating moments, and not cheating moments, but slightly underhanded moments. And you're like, well, you know, she's supposed to be a face. What's she doing? You, you know, faces don't cheat to win unless you're Eddie Guerrero. Well, the thing is, it's good to bits, but I will give you this point, so it's a draw, but there ain't no way in fucking hell I'm losing this next one that we're doing because it's McIntyre or Rollins. I'm going with McIntyre. No, you're not going McIntyre. Oh, like, come on, no, Devil's no. Advocate. No, I'm not going to do Devil's Advocate. No, I'll, no, I'm going to... If, all right, if Devil's Advocate, all right, I'll go Rollins then. If you go McIntyre, all right. But if you don't get this right, Dan, I swear to God, I will, I will have you. All right, I'll start... Do you want me to start with Seth Rollins? You start with Seth Rollins. Okay, the man Triple H saw as the kind of guy to take WWE and control it for the next 10 to 15 years. That's exactly... Uh, what Seth Rollins has been doing throughout his title reign in 2015, where he was a heel when he split from the Shield, became the main star. People said he couldn't do it, and he carried the company for that many a months. And now with Roman Reigns and the horrible things that's happened there, and Ronda Rousey, it seems that Seth Rollins is again ready to carry the mantra for that. He's the favourite going. 
unstoppable match and he's going to be the number one guy and it's not going to go away. Seth Rollins is going to hold as many championships as Randy Orton and um, Edge and Triple H by the end of his career because he'll be a guy WWE can rely on and be there all the time. And Rollins, whether it be face or heel, can play the character perfectly and that's why he's going to be there. You know, He's going to be the next, not the next Shawn Michaels. This is what you say, Dan. He's not going to be the next Shawn Michaels Triple H. He's going to be the first Seth Rollins. He's got the talent. He's special last year after all his problems and you know he delivers it and that's why Rollins is 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 the best basically well Drew McIntyre he was brought in to FCW that was before NXT was even running around and he spent two years there he was brought up and he was billed as the next big thing not by Triple H not by the COO but by the actual company owner Vince McMahon yeah, he's the chosen one brought down to the ring shook the hand of Vince McMahon as he brought him in and introduced him to the world. And, you know, you, how many people have has Vince McMahon kind of put his stamp of approval on? Not, not that many at all. Not that many at all. He was special. He came in, he, was, he held uh, the Intercontinental Championship for a while, and, but he wasn't happy there. And as opposed to getting, you know, jobbed over and putting it out, he went out, he remodelled himself. He took a tour on the independent circuits, you know, we even saw him, and he actually looked completely different to the Drew yeah. McIntyre we saw. He completely changed everything about himself. Came back into NXT, and you know, we was—I I was unsure, but I, I know you was very happy about what he was going to be. He came down, and he absolutely obliterated every person that was put in front of him. Yeah, and then what happened? Became NXT champion. Yeah, and then what happened in the biggest match that he had? He lost and injured himself. Again, can you rely on someone who gets injured like that and missed so many action? The first time round when he was known as Chosen One, what did he do? Arrogance got to his head and he was happy just being there as a free MB gimmick. Yes, he went away and changed himself, but he completely changed himself. You look at the way he looked and where he looks now. You tell him he's not taking any performance-enhancing drugs or anything like this. There's a wellness policy going on at the moment. And as soon as he fails his first wellness, McIntyre is going to be in all sorts of trouble. Can you say this thing with McIntyre, uh, with Rollins? No, Rollins is a perfect shape. Rollins is different to anybody else. Trace him as well. Everything he does, they burn it down. They're behind him 100%. Are they 100% behind McIntyre? In his matches, sometimes, you know, the fans are really, really quiet. You know, they're not into it. They are 100% behind him as a heel. But can he play a face but as good as Seth Rollins can? He doesn't need to at the moment. He plays such a good heel that he doesn't need to be a face. He's going to, you know, he came down and he came back. He joined with um, Dolph Ziggler. He won the tag team championships relatively easily. He lost the championships due to the fault of Dolph Ziggler. So what did he do? He cut the dead weight, and he's made an even bigger name of himself. He's, you know, he assisted in putting Braun Strowman out, and you know he was unrightfully overlooked in a fatal four-way match. He should have won it. He should be facing Brock Lesnar because if anyone could take down the beast incarnate, it is the Scottish psychopath, and it takes a psychopath to put down a beast. Okay. Do you think he will ever win a Royal Rumble? I think yes. Do you think he? I will think he's going to. No, but if it, seriously, but if he doesn't win tonight, but do you think he'll win a Royal Rumble? I think he's going to okay. win a Royal Rumble. No, I no, think. It's, 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 do you think he's going to main event at WrestleMania? Yes. Not this WrestleMania, but in a, a year or so's time when, you know, all the hype over everyone else because, you know, hype doesn't last for long. Seth Rollins, he'll go back to being a heel. He'll go back to being booed. He's going to turn on whoever's his friend at the time and he's going to stab him in the back. But, you know, with Drew McIntyre, 
He's going to look you in the eyes and stab you in the back at the Will same time. Will Drew McIntyre become WWE champion? Yes. You, you, Undoubtedly. But the thing is with Seth Rollins, uh, will he main event at WrestleMania? Well, to be fair, he's already had a WrestleMania moment. WrestleMania 31 when he beat Lesnar and Reigns with WWE Championship. Everybody remembers. And your favourite RKO of all time? Curb Stomp into the RKO, which he delivered on the undercard of that as well. Uh, will he win a Royal Rumble? He's favourite here tonight to win that. Will he main event at WrestleMania? Uh, yeah, will, he, will he be WWE Champion? He's already been WWE Champion. So, Seth Rollins, you can guarantee that will happen. With McIntyre, it's still up in the air. If McIntyre was to come running out and to either do a Titus Well slide or do a Vincent Man at the Rumble 2005 and blow out both his muscles and be out for another 12 months, could you guarantee he's going to come back and be put back in that same position again? You know? But can you, Rollins, guarantee, happened, can you guarantee? Can you guarantee Seth Rollins' knee? All it takes yeah. is a sunset flip to blow out his knee, and he is fucked for nine months. Drew McIntyre, he's built like a fucking tank. There's nothing that could injure him. He's not going to hurt himself. Sunset flip him because he doesn't need to do things like that. Because he just run at you and boot you in the face with a claymore kick, and you are fucked. Yeah, well, I'm going to agree with you. McIntyre beats Rollins, unsurprisingly. Uh, but I tell you what, we talk about McIntyre, Dan, right? And again, this is not part of the argument anymore. But look how far someone can fall in WWE. You know, last year, Shinzuki fucking Nakamura coming at number 14 and won the Royal Rumble by last eliminated Roman. 12 months later, he is on the second kickoff show before the Cruiserweights. Don't get me wrong, I love the Cruiserweights. But before that, and he's in the United States Championship match as a challenger, and looking like he's not going to come up short, you know. Uh, Prediction-wise, you went first last time. I'm Just quickly for you, and this one I've gone Rusev, you? Rusev. Rusev. So we're going to be equal at the moment anyway, and we'll let everybody know what that means a bit later on. Uh, so that's masturbate, but uh, there's been a lot of talk about the the Royal Rumble, and of course, one of my favourite things is the the Royal Rumble match, and of course, that is all about the numbers. The Royal Rumble, the epitome of opportunity, outlast the competition to secure a championship match on the grandest stage of them all. WrestleMania. The brilliance, the elegance of the greatest event in live entertainment, WrestleMania! The road to WrestleMania begins here at the Royal Rumble. The rules are simple. 30 competitors enter, each tasked with tossing the others over the top rope. If your two feet hit the floor, you are eliminated. A fact that Kofi Kingston has done his best to circumvent over the years. That's the craziest thing I've ever seen. He saved himself. Since its inception, this spectacle has had a total of 1,010 competitors, with 97% of those entrants finding their two feet on the floor before the night was through. Of those 976 eliminations, 43 have come at the hands of Kane. A cumulative rumble record. The distinction of most eliminations in a single rumble event, however, belongs to the monster among men, Braun Strowman. As 13 men got those hands at last year's greatest Royal Rumble. Amazingly, only 26 individuals in WWE history have the honor of calling themselves a Royal Rumble victor. Six have managed to pull off this monumental feat twice. And Stone Cold Steve Austin 
did it an astonishing three times. Oh, hell yeah! So what's the key to winning the Royal Rumble and writing your ticket to WrestleMania? Some would say it's all about endurance. How long can you last? Certainly, you'd hope to at least get in the ring. Oh! Oh my God, what the heck? I can't believe what I just saw. Oh my God. Did that really happen? Once you do, you'll need to go longer than Santino Morella, who lasted a single solitary second. I wasn't ready! I wasn't ready! But are you ready to rumble for over an hour? In 2006, Rey Mysterio held on for an incredible 62 minutes and 12 seconds to win the rumble. He did it! Rey Mysterio did it! The longest time in history for a winner. However, last year, Daniel Bryan shattered that time, lasting over 76 minutes, only to come in third at the greatest Royal Rumble. And over on the women's side, Sasha Banks was the original Iron Woman, spending more than 54 minutes in the inaugural Women's Royal Rumble, only to end up in fourth. Others believe to win the Rumble, you need a little luck, as in how late a number did you draw? Carmella and R-Truth are certainly hoping so. As winners of the Mixed Match Challenge, they will be entering at number 30. And while it's true that 23 winners have emerged by entering in the last 10 spots of the Rumble, only three winners have done so from the very last entry. So is it endurance or luck? The truth is, you need them both. This year, the 32nd annual Royal Rumble event heads to the Valley of the Sun, where for the first time ever, the Royal Rumble will emanate from Chase Field in Phoenix, Arizona and 40,000 members of the WWE Universe will witness history as two rising stars will overcome the odds and become immortalized. Sixty superstars, two rumble matches, the opportunity of a lifetime. The road to WrestleMania begins at the Royal Rumble. So that is the Royal Rumble 2019. We look forward to the match, but... I mean, we've been talking about predictions. Anybody listening to us for the first time ever, Dan, can you please explain the prediction league to them? Yes, we have three prediction leagues. It is WWE pay-per-views, bonus points, and NXT pay-per-views, including NXT UK. And basically, that's it. And prediction league trying to get the most points from that at the end of the year. You have the kind of king of the podcast, the winner of the year-end, the the prediction leagues. Uh, and we do predictions every single paper. So, of course, me and Dan, you know, with paper sealed envelope, pick one out, and of course, we're two down. Uh, and we've. No, this is the second match now, isn't it? This is the second match, yeah. This is the second match. So, it's one all for us, but we have gone the same here. So, either way, we are equal. Uh, and uh, we're going to go run through the card now. And of course, well, whilst it's on the United States Championship match, Nakamura versus Rusev. Uh, we talked about Nakamura's kind of downfall and where it's been. Is it 
irreparable damage to Nakamura's character. Will he ever be a main eventer now, or is he stuck in mid-card purgatory? Well, you know, we've seen rises happen. It is at least you're in a title picture. And, you know, do you think the US title has lost a bit of relevance? I think it maybe has a little bit. I've never been a huge fan of the United States Championship, even though they kind of build it up as much. I always feel it would be better having the Intercontinental Championship as your mid-card and then the Cruiserweight, so you know you can really differentiate between the brands as well, uh, which I think is just something they don't want to go for because it helps, again, like I said, the amount of mid-card wrestlers, you know, like Rusev and Akamore, which it is now. Uh, United States, I mean, it, what's it mean to you? How important is it? You know, when was it the most important for you? I think when John Cena held it, when he was doing his Open Challenge, I think that's what it's all about with the United States cha- uh, Championship. And when you've got a face guy holding it, it is good because, you know, sometimes you might get a little surprise about who comes out because, you know, when John Cena was doing it, he had Sami Zayn coming out when he was in NXT, Kevin Owens when he was the NXT champion, and that sparked a little rivalry. So it kind of brings a surprising element. I know it doesn't work quite as well when you've got a heel holding it because they're like, well, you know, if you want a shot at my title, you've got to earn it. Yeah, yeah. So on and so forth, playing it the Healy way. Um, but with someone like Rusev, I, I, I don't know. I think, you know, it is good to keep mid-carders busy. Mm. But I think Shinsuke Nakamura's kind of let himself down. You know, we have saw him have brilliant matches when he was in NXT on top of the mountain. And now they've turned him heel. He seems worse matches than ever. Well, the thing is, John's dropping John Cena on his head when he first, you know, came into it. And like you said, the dream match with AJ Styles never truly delivered. And I think it's something to do with the character of Nakamura. It's so special in NXT because we didn't see it week in, week out. And I think maybe nowadays, because we do see it every show... There's not kind of same for it, you know, so it doesn't feel as special. But I still think Nakamura, you know, with the kind of character he is, has got main event potential if used right. As a heel, I don't think he can be, you know, even though I do like the cocky heel, WWE will kind of go to the way they always go with him. Whereas I think with a face, we can see something a lot different. With Rusev, I would love to see coming up next, maybe, you know, Samoa Joe, something a little bit different, evenly matched guys. You know, I think it'd be quite a nice, uh, powerful hitting tight match with them two uh, and you know I think Rusev there's still a lot of potential where maybe we thought six months a year ago you know what would happen to him a guy who's been there is Rusev still main event material do you reckon I don't I wouldn't say he's ever been main event material I'd say he's always been upper mid card at most you know he's not really touched upon the WWE championship and universal championship he's always been you know in the middle of the card well, I, this, well, then again, you know, feuding with John Cena, didn't he, when he came out with the tank? I mean, was he real? He's undefeated back then, wasn't he, as well? And then kind of John Cena shit all over him. John Cena did the same to Bray Wyatt, actually, as well. But with Rusev, I, I would love to see it. He's proven as well that like, he's not come some kind of you know, Vladimir Kozlov type and that he's, you know, kind of got the, the character to play a face uh, as well as a heel. And I think he could do either well and if this is his spot for him I think he can deliver great matches against mid-card talent that they've got Smackdown and it's a good place with maybe Nakamura it'd be nice to see him switch to Raw and you know maybe it could be still how good him and Seth Rollins were like I wouldn't mind seeing that maybe somewhere down the road you know just mixing it up and sometimes you know wrestlers get a little bit stale where they are and Nakamura might become comfortable we want to kind of see something a little bit different from him you know but one thing you know I don't want is like oh Nakamura, I'm unhappy, I'm going to go run away and live with dad, i.e. AEW. Mm. It's, you know, it is getting 
boring now, especially with all the reports on it. And, you know, I don't want to keep hearing things like that. At the moment, it looks like Kane's younger brother. Well, I think this is a problem, uh, the way he's dressed. But I think it'd be interesting to see what they do in the uh, mid-card division and what they do with the kind of talent. Because SmackDown's kind of so chucked full at this moment in time. It's going to be uh, kind of really, really interesting. All right, so let's move on. We, we watched 205 Live every month, so now it's time to talk about um, the Cruiserweight Championship. Of course, my man, Buddy Murphy, defending it against Kira Tozawa, Kalisto, and, of course, Hideo Itami. Uh, Dan, what are your thoughts for it? I mean, what do you think as Buddy Murphy's Cruiserweight Champion? And don't just be negative because, you know, he's my guy. Well, you know, you, you can't say he hasn't been dominant, but I think he still needs a little bit of work. And, yes, you know, he's another man that has... He was kind of overlooked in uh, NXT. And, you know, when we first started, he was NXT Tag Team Champion. Yeah. And, you know, he was kind of overlooked for a or so. He's kind of reinvented himself in uh, 205 Live. Is it is it the best move? You know, could he have... What would he have been doing if he had gone up to the main roster? Well, if you look at his tag team partner at that time, Wesley Blake, he's finally getting his break again with Forgotten Sons and NXT, and that took kind of three or four years as a reset. I think with Murphy, he's been quite lucky to find himself in 205 Live, cutting down the weight, because he is an incredible athlete. What he can do in the ring is amazing. Sometimes he's selling at least somewhat to be desired, but he can definitely go in a match. And and I feel with, with uh, Buddy Murphy, there's a lot of upside still after 205 Live on Raw or SmackDown, especially if you use the Alexa Bliss kind of relationship that they've got to kind of, you know, uh, use that together. Then I think it's, it's a character that can uh, definitely work. And I, th- I think mid-card title, we're about the United States Championship. Buddy Murphy, I think, would be a great United States Champion or a kind of champion and then maybe eventually to um, heavyweight as well. Yeah, um, I, I, I think he's still a bit too small to be a heavyweight, though. Well, I've, the thing is, is that he's cutting on the 205 live limit, isn't he, you know? So things can can change in that way. The, the, the important thing is to know that Buddy Murphy, I think, can look competitive against kind of uh, bigger guys, and you know kind of... What they uh, what, what they bring to it. I think if he's going to get someone like Seth Rollins, if he's going to get AJ Styles or Daniel Bryan, Murphy would match up, if not even be even bigger. You know, it's not gone the la- long gone of the land of the Giants of 250 pounds. These guys are 175 pounds, you know, 200 pounds now. And I think Murphy would look bigger than Bryan, Styles, Rollins, you know, maybe the same size as Dean Ambrose. And what about the other three guys in it? Uh, what are your chances for those three? Well, we, we know what Kalisto is capable of. We've seen him beating Del Rio for the US Championship. We've seen probably one of the most painful-looking moves we've seen with a Salida Del Sol on the ladder in a ladder match. Um, he has got loads of talent, but I think he's been kind of overlooked now that Rey Mysterio is back. You know, I, I don't want to be masked racist, but, you know, you can't really tell see too much difference in the mask characters and with Rey Mysterio currently killing it on Smackdown Live, it's, well, you know, is there any other masked wrestlers that can lace Mysterio's boots? It's the thing, and, and apparently I'm with him now to kind of give that, you know, live up to him as the kind of next great Mexican superstar. It's difficult for him. But with Hideo Tami, is he too similar to Akira Tozawa from the neutral fans who don't know anything about the characters? 
I think they're two completely different wrestlers. One's a, a grizzled vet. He's been around for a while. And Akira Tozawa, I mean, you know, he absolutely shone in the CWC. He was absolutely brilliant. You know, he was one of our standout guys from it. Had very, very good matches. And, you know, someone that we didn't really discount as being a, a challenger to win the thing. But, you know, he was definitely someone, I think, you know, he's known as the amazing Tozawa. Yeah, exactly. You know, so this is the thing. And he has been Cruiserweight Champion. So has um, um, Kalisto. Kalisto. And Kalisto's kind of, the un, you know, the unknown quantity in this. He's fantastic. A guy, I think, again, could be working level in, in 205 Live. No disrespect to that. Uh, but I think the problem is with Kalisto is, again, like I said, with mask guys, he's kind of painted into that. With Atami, there's potential, but I think he needs to show a little bit of personality. He's not changed his trunks since he got there. I'm not saying, you know, he has to, but he's not shown anything different since he first began. Yes, he's a veteran now, but when is it good just because you've been there a long time? Does that make you the kind of best there is? I think Buddy Murphy is a star out of those four guys, and I think when you look at it, he's going to be the one they're kind of trying to protect in that one. But it might be a night of surprises, and I said to Dan, I said this to Dan earlier, sometimes WWE just go, fuck it, and you think you know the predictions of some things, and they'll completely change it. Remember SummerSlam a couple of years ago, when they just changed every single title that was on the line, and in our second match, we both went through seven. What happened, Dan? Nakamura got the victory. Uh, Nakamura was taking a turnbuckle pad off. Lana got up on the apron, uh, Nakamura and Lana had a bit of a stare down. Rusev come from behind, accidentally not Lana. Looked to check on her. King Shasha to the back of the head. One, two, three. And your new US champion, Shinzuki fucking Nakamura. Uh, so we move running for the card. We talk about the SmackDown Tag Team Championships because sort of Raw Tag Team titles defended earlier. SmackDown time, and it's the Bar defended against Shane McMahon and The Miz. Now, Dan, is this a joke match or is this serious? Well, you know, I've I've not been quite sure on the Miz turning face. And then with Shane and the way he kind of entered the best in the world tournament, there there was a lot of rumblings that he's going to be a hill kind of uh, McMahon, you know, much like his father. And there was going to be a bit of a, a tussle between Shane and the Miz, but they kind of gone away from that and they've sort of paired Miz up and they've got a baby together now, uh, as well. And that is the best in the world trophy. Um, well, teaming them up with, uh, well, I don't know if it's a good idea. We know what Shane's capable of and, you know, normally that is jumping off high things. Yeah, but we've seen recently and, you know, let's not forget what happened last Tuesday with Sean McMahon getting involved finally for the better and taking out Cesaro and Sheamus and looking to put Go after and outside, like I said, go high but again, Sheamus getting one up and the bar beating down Shane. Will that turn Shane more serious now? You know, because it was a pretty big beating. Will the Miz show a little bit more heart and desire? I mean, the bar put Shane Man through the announce table. Will it be 100% here tonight? Is it a joke for them? But I wouldn't discredit the Miz and Shane McMahon, you know, getting maybe the job done. Am I looking forward to it? Do I think it's going to be a great match? No, but it's interesting. At least they're trying something a little bit different. I don't like they're doing it over the World Cup, but... And again, I love Shane McMahon, but should they be using someone else in that position? I think they should be because, you know, and I've made no bones about it, I don't think Miz is the most talented wrestler. And Shane McMahon certainly isn't the most talented wrestler. So, you know, you'd at least want someone with a bit more talent in the match, you know, on that side. 
So then you can have the weaker one taking the beating, getting beaten down, oh, shame at man, and then having his partner get the hot tag in if they're going to go with that way for them to kind of win it. Um, but with the bar, you know, the, the, I think there are a lot more tag teams that actually deserve it. You know, you've had Sanity who have been sat on the sidelines for ages. Again, they're sat on the sidelines now because, what, the, the son of the owner of the company wants a chance. I know he, he did make a point of saying, look, I'm not going to give myself a chance. We need to earn it. And they've had one-on-one -on -one matches against the bar, but I, I, I just think it's, you know, the McMahon's pulling rank again. Well, it's a bit weird that Shane around this time always seems to have it, you know, to be involved in it. And, you know, singles match with Miz or for the Tag Team Championships is going to be uh, pretty odd here tonight. But like I said, anything... A stick of the SmackDown, the Women's Championship, Oscar v. Becky Lynch. Now, we argued their corners earlier. I think this really has potential to be... Uh, a great match between these two women, and I'm not sure how they're going to play it, but their styles, I hope they mesh. You know, we've seen these two women before, uh, and hopefully tonight, you know, I hope Oscar, you know, we talk about Nakamura, he's walked away as United States champion now after winning the Rumble last year. If Oscar can walk out here beating Becky Lynch after winning the Rumble last year, then, you know, she's kind of made it in that way. Um, Dan, how do you see Oscar v. Becky Lynch going here tonight? Hopefully they get the time that they need to tell a good story. I've got a feeling that the matches on the card are going to be slightly rushed because we've got two matches, the Rumble matches, potentially taking up an hour apiece. So that's going to be half of the show's time gone there. And then you've got another, what, seven matches? Well, if, if last year the Rumble was, what, if it's four hours you base it off, right, you've got the two Rumble matches are going to be an hour each. Uh, and then the, I wouldn't say Balor Lesnar is going to go longer than 10, 15 minutes. So with that, with promos involved, what, 20, 25 minutes. The same with Ronda Rousey Banks. So again, that's probably another hour. And then the other hour you got to fit in, Brian versus Styles, a tag team match. But then you've got to throw in all the backstage stuff, all the interviews, all the, you know... Well, this is what has happened building up to yeah, the matches, uh, if you didn't yeah. know. I think it's going to be about four. four it should be about four and a half. But you never know if it's going to be a squash match. You know, the bar could come out and just completely run over Shane and Miz and you had problems afterwards. You could be a squash match in, uh, in Lesnar versus Balor. And God knows what could happen in the women's division, you know. I mean, just imagine if Rousey was to do that. We'll get on that because we talked about the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, Oscar and Lynch, I expect this to be uh, a, a great encounter. And I hope Oscar can, like I said, look as strong as she has in NXT here tonight. Um, which way are you swaying at the moment? Where, where do you think the crowd's going to be? Where do you think you know, you're going to be on this one? I think the crowd is going to be behind Becky Lynch. I'd like to see Becky Lynch walk out SmackDown Women's Champion. But then, you know, there's all the rumblings for the WrestleMania. Or are they just going to say, well, fuck it. We've got two pay-per-views in between that for things to potentially change. So are they going to, you know, have... Becky Lynch go over, Ronda Rousey kind of retain her title. And then at the pay-per-views in between, are they going to have things yeah. happen there? But then, you know, you're going to have the huge focus on the tag team elimination chamber. So you don't want to take too much focus on, uh, at the elimination chamber. So um, there, there's a lot in the air. So, you know, WWE, they might just say, fuck it. Yeah. You know, they might have looked online and seen, well, you know, the odds are for this. Let's give them a show. They want to have a new era. They don't want to be too expectant of what's happening. You know, they don't want to be too predictable. So let's have a few curveballs in there. Well, imagine Lynch wins and then Rousey wins the Royal Rumble. You know, that would be incredible. No one's kind of called that here. 
Uh, moving over to Raw, the W Universal Championship, Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar. Now, I know a lot of people want the Demon to win, but is that the right result after they built Brock Lesnar up to kind of be the destroyer of men as it is to lose to someone like Balor, Dan? Well, you say it's someone like Balor, but it is, it's the Demon. And what better way to build up the Demon as a legitimate character and Brock's not getting any younger. And, you know, what better way to put a great talent, and whether you like to admit it or not, James, Finn Balor is a great talent in the ring, and he's a great asset to WWE. And, you know, have him coming out as the demon. If he does come out of the demon, I'll put all my chips on Finn Balor to win. Really? Really? We'd do that. I think they still would over the demon. I think they would. I think they've shown. I think with Brock Lesnar, he's their guy at the moment until they say otherwise. And Finn Balor is just a man standing on the road to Lesnar at the Rumble. He might. The weird thing with Lesnar is that he seems to put performances against the smaller guys as opposed to the big guys. And I don't know why. You see it with Styles. You see it with Brian. He gives more in that way. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gives Finn a lot. But I think you, like you said, uh, have Finn as non-demon pushing. Lesnar to the limit would probably be what's best for both men here tonight because the fans aren't going to be happy no matter what unless Balor walks out. I don't see that happening, you know, but and maybe other things can happen as well. Well, but a, a second thing after that is that they give, Finn Balor gives everything he could possibly give and comes out second best. Yeah. You know, if Brock comes in and gives him five F5s, they're going to chant bullshit and they're not going to be happy. And not what you want. And, you know, the big wigs must be aware of how much people hate Brock Lesnar at the moment, how he's not showing up. Um, uh, could they possibly play it into a character? You know, is Brock Lesnar saying, well, you know, I really don't care about the WWE Universe. I don't care what they think. Get him universally booed and then kind of push him as that. Well, yeah, I mean, this is the thing, though, isn't it? Is that... They've, people get sacrificed for Brock Lesnar. Look at and he's going to be the next guy. Everybody's saying he's going to win it, and it never happened thanks to, in part, Brock Lesnar. Uh, and I think this will be an interesting match. It's going to annoy a lot of people here tonight, no matter what. Uh, so we go over to, uh, to SmackDown, and the... No, so we stay on Raw, actually, and we'll do the WWE Raw Women's Championship because someone like Brock Lesnar, Ronda Rousey now, is involved. Will the crowd turn against Ronda Rousey here tonight? That's the question I'm asking you. Uh, I think it's going to be split. Uh, you know, uh, we all know that Sasha Banks has got a lot, a lot of fans and she deservedly has them fans because she has put on performance after performance through NXT onto the main roster. She's had a, you know, iffy moments with Bailey, um, But she certainly deserves to be in the spot that she's in just because of the pure hard work and determination that she's put in. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, you know, I mean, this would be the interesting thing to see. Uh, but uh, my thing is, is that at WrestleMania 20, when they found out Lesnar and Goldberg were leaving, that they weren't happy about that. And if they find Rousey's going to go after WrestleMania, the crowd might turn anyway. And then you put her against Sasha Banks, someone they don't want her to be. And it might be a negative reaction. I don't know, because Rousey still is selling a lot of tickets and she is the kind of number one face on Raw at the moment. So I think that would be uh, really, really interesting. Well, how would you book Ronda Rousey losing? Because, you know, she's a streak at the moment. 
And as they say, streaks are made to be broken. So how would you... I told you they should have not beaten Oscar streak last year and had Oscar do it to Rousey. It would have been the biggest fucking shock in the entire world and made Oscar bigger. Oscar doesn't need a streak. Uh, like we're excited about the Lynch match anyway. It's going to be Charlotte that gets the job done. If they were to beat, if it was going to WrestleMania, Lynch was to get the pin over Rousey. It would make Lynch forever. She wouldn't need to do anything else. But you fucking know they're going to do Charlotte, and they'll make Charlotte be the one who beats Ronda Rousey to do it. They'll probably just make her to either tap out or pin. It would be one of those moments you'd just be like, "Oh, she beat Ronda Rousey. Oh, okay, right." But I am looking forward to the match, even though I'm not sure what the hell we're going to see. You know. Uh, over to SmackDown, the W Championship on the line. AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan. Has this feud gone on too long like every AJ Styles feud this past year, Dan? Or are you looking forward to this match tonight? Well, I'm hoping that they actually pull out a good match because the ones that we've seen have been underwhelming. We know both of these guys can have amazing matches. We've seen it in WWE, but is it because they're both carriers of matches? So, you know, it's... One of them wants to take charge, but, you know, they're not sure which one because they're both really well respected in the locker room and, you know, they can both have great matches. So is it them both trying too hard that it kind of backfires and not has a match? Is it too much pressure on them? I know I know, can absolve the pressure, but, you know, it's it's... There's just something missing from it. Yeah, I know there is, isn't there? And I think it has been all year. And every match that he matches against Samoa Joe, matches against um, Nakamura for AJ Styles hasn't played out. Whereas with Daniel Bryan, he I think he's touched turned to gold recently. I don't know if AJ needs to take a break or needs a new scene or you know to change the scenery. But I feel with Bryan feud with someone else, I think. We have Daniel Bryan. No, I love AJ Styles. But Daniel Bryan versus Mustafa Ali match at the Rumble tonight would have been something special and different. You know, talk about changing things up. Have a guy like that, uh, you know, have an opportunity. Obviously, he's got to earn it, I understand. But still, he could have beaten AJ Styles or been a battle royal or something like this. Uh, but I think it's going to be a fantastic match. But I want to see Daniel Bryan moving on to a feud with someone else. But who's next for Daniel Bryan? Who's next for AJ Styles? I'm still not 100% sure, really. You know, who what could be next for these two is it going to be a kind of marquee singles match at WrestleMania? Again, who's it going to be against? Who would you want Styles to go against Mania? I'd like to see Styles versus Rollins. That would be cool, actually. Yeah, I mean, Styles versus Rollins. Styles versus Balor, maybe. Bullet Club, we've seen that happening before. Styles, Ambrose. Ambrose can pull out a good match. <laughs> or Styles versus Orton. I know, you know, you think, oh, yeah, he's saying Orton, but Orton can have good matches. And, you know, AJ matches the matches had with Cena and you could start argue that Orton's on a similar caliber to Cena you know he can have great matches with wrestlers that can carry the match better and I think the problem at the moment with Smackdown the only problem on Raw you know Seth Rollins is kind of guy is going to be the face who's the number one good guy on Smackdown at the moment who's going to be the guy that's going to kind of lead it in the next generation yeah, I know you've got Daniel Bryan but who is the guy down on Smackdown at the moment who who is the number one? Who's next in line for Daniel Bryan? Who would want to face him at WrestleMania? It's really difficult. They kind of they've not done that at the moment. You know, you kind of got you know your Rey Mysterios or your Jeff Hardys, but they're yeah, not really involved. Mustafa Ali, of course, but again, it's been Styles. Are we going to see Samoa Joe or someone like that? It's it's a bit weird, you know, uh, what will happen. But it should be a great match. Uh, all right, so it's. 20 minutes to go now to the end of kickoff, and we've got our Cruiserweight title match on 
the line. Uh, so prediction wise, uh, I'll I'll go because I've written down for me. Uh, and in this one, and I don't think it's going to be any surprise to anybody who knows me, who's listened to me over the past few weeks slash month. I have gone and new cruiserweight. No, I've of course gone Buddy Murphy. <laughs> who have you gone? Well, James, there's only one man here that hasn't held the Cruiserweight Championship yet. And I don't think he's going to hold it tonight, Buddy Murphy. Yeah, you got Murphy. You got my man, Buddy Murphy. Should be a great match. We'll bring it to you on the WNR Network Review for February uh, when we're looking at 205 Live. And we'll have this match on there as well, which should be a cracker. Uh, we're hoping to go, I mean, it's 20 minutes to go now for the event, so we've probably got about, I don't know, 5 or 10 minutes left in us. We've got two more matches to talk about, the Royal Rumble, the Women's Rumble, or the Men's. Which one do you want us to talk about first? We'll talk about the Men's we leave the Women's Rumble till last. Uh, well, the Men's Rumble, they've got, what, 20 confirmed entrants. Do you think that's kind of spoiled it, or, do, or you know, do you, do you think they should... Uh, do what they used to do, like have a little rumble number draw in and you see them backstage like picking their numbers. I, I liked when they did that. I think the talent, you know, is there to make the match exciting. But the problem is when you don't announce who it is. Like last year, I got so excited. I was like, who's going to be number two? What surprise? Oh, it's Aiden English. I forgot he's going to be in that. You know what I mean? And you've got wrestlers who usually come out and you think, I was expecting someone else, but it's, it's him, you know, and, and no offence to these guys like Titus O'Neil or Apollo Crews, who's, uh, Apollo Crews is definitely confirmed, I think so is Titus, but you know, other guys like the Usos to come out, oh yeah, fuck it, they're not involved, Sanity, all three members, I know all three members aren't going to be in it, but will at least one member be in there, uh, the Good Brothers as well, so all these ones we go, well we've got ten guys left, it could be all surprises, well it couldn't be, you know, it could be just like main roster guys. Um, so I think that would be a really interesting thing, you know, come Royal Rumble. But then you get, like, all these idiot dirt sheet writers that don't know their arse from their elbow, and they're saying, oh, well, Kenny Omega could be there, and, uh, you know, there's there's going to be a lot of surprises, old, old legends returning for the match, and, you know, it's just like, what sources have you got? Nothing. Yeah. You've read a fucking tweet on the internet about someone retweeting hashtag Royal Rumble. You think, oh, they're going to be there. Well, yeah. And the problem is you've got to look at past Rumbles to see what happens. You look at last year's Royal Rumble and how it's surprises. The surprises was a gold dust, which was meant to be played as a surprise. The hurricane who came out, which was, you know, funny as it was. And uh, uh, Adam Cole and, of course, CN, who was the NXT champion at the time. So that means we'll have a couple of NXT guys and maybe a couple of legends to, you know, tonight. But like, well, maybe to Tanker because he's been training with Bray Wyatt. Do you know what I mean? And that kind of stuff. Goldust, who's you know kind of returning from injury, uh, and, and I think this is the thing, you know. Well, CM Punk has been spotted oh, in Phoenix. <laughs> I know, I know, I heard that. So you, you <laughs> never know. Uh, I mean, if that happens, then you know I will go absolutely mental. But it'll be interesting to see. Hulk Hogan's in the crowd. Hulk Hogan is in the crowd. It's been confirmed. He's he's going to be in the Rumble. Okay, well Hulk Hogan's going to be in the Rumble. We don't know who's going to be in the Rumble. No twenty guys out of it at the moment who is the favourite at the moment for the Royal Rumble for you Dan if you're looking at odds it is Seth Rollins but you know again if you listen to rumours it could be fucking Becky Lynch yes exactly because that's one of the things people want to do have the man involved 
uh, win the Mansville Rumble, and then you could play Charlotte and Lynch having actually a chance at Rousey. But there's one way to rumours is WWE don't have men putting hands on women now. Yeah, that's true, yeah. So, you know, what, what are they going to do? Oh, no, I can't touch you, sorry. And Lynch throws them over. It's well, like, it doesn't mean that's Lynch, not going to happen. Yeah, it doesn't mean Lynch can't keep it around. So I know, but it. it's... You know, it is yeah. something that WWE don't look upon. Yeah, and, and I think the problem is with WWE, always if you say to yourself, oh, I'm not going to, you know, um, WWE are going to do the worst, expect the worst, and then it's always almost better. Because I think with the Rumble, we think it's going to be a surprise every entrance, and sometimes it's not. It is going to be, you know, uh, a Chad Gable or uh, Shelton Benjamin, you know. No, no, Shelton Benjamin won't be in the Rumble, but... Yeah, I hope it's not. Uh, if you were going to say one NXT guy, if you're going to say which NXT guy would you want to, would you either want to see or do you think you're going to see here tonight? I would like to see Alistair Black. I think, oh, yeah. you know, he's be good to get a feeling out process for him. You know, not necessarily go on to win it, but have a good showing like CN did last year. You know, he lasted what? 30, 40 minutes? Yeah, 35 minutes, I think it was, yeah. So, you know, have him have a good showing, give NXT a bit of brand recognition, and yeah. Um, who else Who else would I like to see? Velveteen Dream? Velveteen Dream would be cool. But then again, we saw exclusive footage earlier on the kickoff show of what happened after TakeOver with Velveteen Dream and the Colby and the, uh, being, you know, fighting with Alistair Black. And we know now that, you know, it will be a six-man tag team match Next Saturday on the WWE Network Halftime Heat, very reminiscent of 20 years ago when they did it, and I think this is the reason why we're going to see those six men squaring off. So, will they be involved in that rather than the Royal Rumble, or is that trying to throw us off it? You know, uh, I would say who we're going to see here tonight, we won't see Tommaso Ciampa, see the Velveteen Dream, he will be here, he'll come out, get a huge pop. From the crowd, but it, we won't get the surprises that we want. I don't feel, I don't, you know what I mean. Um, we we won't get anything like you know the honky tonk man in two thousand and one or Bob Backlund coming down. No, and and I feel with the women's match as well. If we talk about that uh, again, we're, with twenty three women confirmed, so there's only seven surprises there. Uh, so that's going to be really. So you'll difficult. get three from NXT, three that haven't been announced, or possibly ones or two. Returning yes. legends. Well, I see Beth Phoenix sitting at the kickoff panel. Is she wearing her attire underneath ready? And it is in Phoenix. Yeah, exactly. So that makes perfect sense. Uh, but, you know, will we see Trish and Leet here tonight? Alexa Bliss, how is she going to compete? You know, coming in first action in a while. I think she'll get a late number. Dan, what's her number for Alexa Bliss for you? She's number one in my heart, James. <laughs> as always. But... Um, I don't know because, you know, she's only just been cleared to wrestle from injury, so you'd expect her to come out late. You'd expect her to have a good show as well because she is a fan favourite. You know, even though she's a heel, she is universally loved. Or will she come in early and, you know, get eliminated by a potential winner or yeah. a potential long stay in the Rumble? This is the thing, and I think Charlotte is a favourite at the moment for the women's title match, but whether that happens or not is that to be seen. Alexa Bliss, you know, could be Nia Jax or indeed Becky Lynch if she's not successful against Oscar. I think it's going to be an interesting thing to see. And again, a surprise that, I mean, it'd be lovely to see a couple of May Young Classic women that I've not even thought about. Now, I've just thought about now, annoyingly. Uh, but I should say annoyingly because what we do and what we're going to do when we come to you on Wednesday, uh, we'll bring in a full Royal Rumble event. Gone. I just thought, Tony Storm was in Phoenix... 
last night. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, Pete Dunn as well as UK champ. He could arrive tonight. So there's a lot of possibilities. And what we've done, it, it, we've done basically uh, a prediction uh, list and we've got to fill out or who we think the order of 30 will be. We get a point if it's the, the correct 30 altogether, the correct 30 and a point for each person in the right row. We've got other ones as well, Dan, a couple that you've come up with as well. Yes, we've got Iron Man. We've got three who eliminates who. We've got uh, four surprise entrants. Three surprise, three surprise entrants. We've got the Santino Man, which is obviously whoever spends the shortest amount of time in the Royal Rumble. And the boat, the lucky number draw that we've got. The random well. rumble number, num- <coughs> the random rumble number <laughs> yeah. fan game, which is uh, very gonna, easy for me to say. We're going to come up with a lot of easier name for that, and we'll do all that. And I mean, there's about sixty points on the line, bonus points wise. Uh, so I think that's about it. The cruiserweight top match is happening at the moment, and we'll give you the results of that, obviously, on Wednesday, and of course show that on the W review. Dan, uh, final thoughts on our last live show. We've done three live shows, first time ever. What's been of this weekend? Absolutely overwhelmed. All the listen and all, all the listeners and all the support. Um, if you're a first-time listener or a long-time listener, we urge you to come back because you know we always have a laugh. We're always arguing against each other, and there's always the disappointment of James losing to me at predictions. Well, we'll see what happens. It has been enjoyable doing the first 200 episodes with you, Dan, but. You know, we'll see what happens for the, the next 200. Uh, Royal Rumble should be great tonight. We're always looking forward to it. We've been building towards it all weekend, and we're finally nearly here now. We're going to sit back, watch, you know, enjoy the action, and give it to give it to you all on Wednesday as well. But just a huge thank you for everybody who has followed us, uh, either from day one or on the WNR 200 or TakeOver last night here tonight. Thank you very much. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at Review or... At Vince McDan WWE. I'm at John Score Rollins. Because all the Google platforms, WNetReview on Google Plus, send us an email, the WNR Podcast at gmail.com or on Facebook. Facebook, yes, you can come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network Review Podcast. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Yeah, subscribe to our YouTube channel, WWE Network Review, where we've got awesome clips on there like Ricochet versus Will Ospreay and all our, our live shows that we've done as well. Uh, clips uh, podcast go up on YouTube at the same time as do other places like SoundCloud on your phone uh, we'd like to thank our music maker Diddley who's on SoundCloud and Twitter now you can follow him he does all of the opening uh, title and of course the, the main theme as well and Speaker Radio where we've done a live show just like to thank them and for being live here for doing uh, I think nearly 8 hours of live stuff over these three days. It's been quite incredible. Thanks for everybody on there. Stitcher Radio. And of course iTunes. Where you can download, subscribe, rate and review there. But that is it. And we're going to leave you with uh, probably one of the most requested things we've ever had. The WNR 200 Reel. But before we go. Just have time to say I have been James Rowlands. And as always. I was joined by. Dan White. Thanks for listening everybody. And just remember. Enjoy the rumble no matter what happens. And it will be fine. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye. Bye. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way. From where we began Oh, I'll tell you all about it When I see you
and welcome to the WWE Network Review, a brand new podcast. Thanks for downloading. It reviews the WWE Network and see if it offers value for money. My name is James Rowland and I'm joined by my two friends, Dan White. My name is James Rowland and as always I'm joined by Dan White and it's episode 25. In this episode, we're celebrating the 25 years of the Undertaker. Hello, and welcome to the WNR podcast or the WWE Network Review, a weekly podcast where we get the very best of the WWE Network has to offer. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. When I see you again. My name's James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by and it's episode 50 today. Hello and welcome to the WNR Podcast. I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by Dan White. And it is a very special episode today because it is episode 75. Hello, I am James Rowlands, and as you can tell, we are live. And as always, I'm joined by Dan White. Did I say your name that time? You see what happened there? And it is the WNR 100. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And today, it is the WNR 1, 2, 5. Well, yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And it's the WNR 150 today. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And today, it's 175 episodes we've done. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it. 